0: everybody this is james and Nabil, and this is the movie pals podcast podcast number 111 today we're going to be doing a little double feature here with a mini review of the studio ghibli film from up on poppy hill followed by a review of the new marvel film eternals marco will be joining us for the review for the eternal so just stay put and he will be joining us shortly all right without further ado let's get into our mini review of from up on poppy hill In some places, you can tell what time of year it is by which flowers are in bloom. In Yokohama, it's which boats you see passing through the harbor. We have a great view of the boats from my house on Poppy Hill. It seems the whole country is eager to get rid of the old and make way for the new. But some of us aren't so ready to let go of the past. Umi, I know
1: how much you miss your father.
0: I hope you find
1: someone. Then maybe
0: you won't need to raise those flags anymore. Umi, come see this. What is it? Oh, looks like someone's getting your messages. So, Nabil, from up on Pop Hill, came out in, uh, it's originally 2011 in Japan, came out in stateside 2013 North America. This sits at a 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. The IMDb description is a group of Yokohama teens look to save their school's clubhouse from the wrecking ball in preparations for the 1964 Tokyo Olympics. I feel like it has a lot more than that, just let you know. but <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty good description <laughs> to me. Actually. I mean, to a point, I guess. So this is directed by Gormi Izaki who also did uh, Tales from Ursi in 2006 and the not-so-good Earwig and the Witch from 2020. So, this was also uh, written by Hayao Miyazaki, his father, Kiko Niwa, who did uh, also wrote Tales from Earthsea and The Secret World of Ariety, and it's based on the comic by Tetsura Sayama. So, uh, once again, I don't know if you did it or not, Nabil, but I, I watched this as well in, um, you know, dubbed, but... Uh, uh, yeah, as tradition as calls As tradition for. calls it, yeah. So, yeah. we have Sarah Bulger, Bulger, Bulger? Bulger? as Umi Matsuzaki. Anton Yelchin, sorry, jeez, I'm butchering even RIP, the late Anton Yelchin, as Shun Kazama, Eddie Merman as Hana Matsuzaki, Jamie Lee Curtis as Ryoko Matsuzaki, Gillian Anderson as Miki Hokotu, Aubrey Plaza as Saki, uh, uh, (laughs) shit, Sachiko Hirokoji, Chris Noth as Akio Kazama, Bruce Dern as Yoshio Onodera, and Charlie Saxton as Shiro Muzunoma. Uh, so, Nabil,
1: real quick, I don't know, have you seen this before? You know, I thought I had, but as I started watching
0: it, no, I have not actually seen this movie before. Okay. I didn't know if you had or not, um, because I saw this one actually in theaters. So oh, really? Yeah. Well, like, in uh, 2013? Yeah, in 2013, I saw this one in wow. theaters. I, um, My girlfriend and I uh, went, in, it was playing in Berkeley, so we saw it in Berkeley, actually. That's pretty cool. So I remember actually seeing this, and we, uh, yeah, it was nice. We saw it at uh, Shattuck, Shattuck Theater, so. Out in Berkeley, California. Yeah, it was a really nice one, though. Nice little spot, little theater. Um, hit all the right moods. Uh, so I'll start with you, then, because there's only two of us right now. <laughs> what did you think about it overall, though? You know, I enjoyed it. the the We talked about the,
1: the synopsis of the story, and um, it it pretty much to me kind of accurately describe what was happening in the theater in the film there is an and I a twist that isn't brought it into that um in regards to the relationship between umi and Shun. but as a whole i think that it is a pretty straightforward uh plot very grounded i don't think there was any uh fantastical uh elements to this film to be honest as you know as there normally is for any of the uh any of the uh, Studio Ghibli films to be honest so yeah that was kind of taken away from it but i liked the realism i actually enjoyed the animation as well i think that animation too. was was it was colorful it was of the time it's like classic like classic classics. ghibli
0: i would say right yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, especially for a film that's you know made in Twenty eleven and, and this this millennium. To be honest, a lot of them started feeling kind of weird with the animation um, in the period up until kind of the two thousands, early two thousands. So it's good to kind of see that kind of come back into play at this point uh, in this kind of era of, of their studio releases. And that I really liked. But
0: overall, I, I felt like the the story was was well simple plot, but it was a good story. I would, I would okay. I would chime in with the same thing, saying that it's uh, simple is a key word on this one. Not a lot happens, really, outside of. No. I mean, there are the, the re- relationship between Umi and Shun. It gets a little weird at one point, but then it it's clarified of what really is going on between the two. Yeah, And, and that's where it's I, like, oh, okay. So, and I don't know. I,
1: I suppose we should just say we're going in a, the spoiler overall because it's yeah. Further, I would say overall. From, so it's kind of like the,
0: they think they're kind of they might be related at one point.
1: Yeah, they they grow for a connection with each other. Umi and Shun kind of start falling for each other, and then somehow find out that they're maybe related, as in like half brother, half sister.
0: But then it is by the end They kinda of clear it up and it's like no. at the end
1: it it's not so you know, that that love can now flourish. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Go ahead,
0: y'all can fuck now. I'm just <laughs> the I whole, mean so it's a ship captain. No, I thought you guys it was weird although their fathers to, did know to, each to other. So that, I guess, you know uh, I don't know. That's probably a bit it, honestly yeah. it's
1: very a Japanese thing. So they they do that a lot in the sense of like a sibling thing, which I don't understand if that's like a I've never understood that, like, is it a forbidden love thing that people just, like, pine over in that culture? God, I hope hope not, but... (laughs) Yeah, because that happens more often not even in anime. But I do think that, you know, the way they kind of went about it to a point to resolve it was okay in the sense that, you know, they... I liked it that Umi kind of reserved, resigned herself to saying, "Okay, we can still be friends as brothers and sister and and like move on." And I was I was happy with that. I was like, "Okay, this is just like a platonic relationship. We're friendly, we love each other, but we're family. It's whatever." And then it kind of flipped over and it got a little touching about learning about their their individual fathers and how they are um, friends and and how they friends, which was great. Yeah. And then it kind of ended in this in the idea
0: of that they're going to you know, have a relationship blossom out of it, and I was like, or at least it's 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 hinted, like, hey, maybe yeah. something will happen. So I mean, for the most part, but I mean, that's really just the gist of the story. It's like you said, it's it's pretty simple, man. Yeah, it's I do like much, some
1: of the scenes but, in there. To like that that uh, whole building, that old uh, building that they had that they the were Latin looking house towards. Yeah, the Latin house. Yeah. The, it's a very—I don't know if that's how a lot of clubhouses are, and some of those schools. But it's very cool to see that with a
0: different. I was going to say, if there was any fantastical them. kind of a look, it's the look of that clubhouse. Yeah, and the it's way pretty, that it's, it's basically better. like a like a like a boarding room for guys, I guess, or like their dorms, I guess. Well, it seems like it was open to everybody, but it was really just the guys
1: that were using it, and none of the girls were interested until they started, you know, kind of slowly. Umi and yeah. her sisters started joining in on the uh, and visiting the the journalist club. Um, but that was a pretty interesting premises overall. I do feel, you know, I'm, I know we're kind of jumping. Or at least I'm jumping all over the place with the different characters. But I will say, like, my one issue with the characters as a whole is really Shun, in the sense of that he c- comes off as this like really brave guy. You know, out of nowhere is trying. I don't to know save if he's brave. Something. I think he's just headstrong. Headstrong would be a make good more way sense? To put it. Yeah, a yeah. little arrogant
0: too, if you think mm-hmm. about it.
1: But at the same time, he's not. Like, he's not, <laughs> its really what it is. Like, he has a public persona, but then the private persona, he seems like everybody kind of, now to earth, everybody likes him. It's, I don't know what they were trying to give him. Like, he's either one way or another. Um, and it's and it's not like, oh, he's just one way with Umi. It's really how he is. He's like, in private with all his friends, he's a very nice guy, very subtle, it's respectful. But out in public, he's like, I'm just, you know, headstrong guy, kind of doing things. It's, it's kind of like one
0: of those, like, teen teen romance movies from like the 90s and 2000s where it's like he's too cool for everybody but he has a heart of gold you know what i mean right that's what it reminded me of a bit i was like oh okay i guess uh i will bring this much up about animation too man the food looks so good in this movie at least they went with a classic ghibli making food look absolutely and you know delicious. she's cooking
1: for the family too so they really make sure you get to see it all which is neat
0: yeah she's like the boarding house uh cook in a way She's yeah, making and, all this stuff. I was like, "Damn, this looks good." So she so I understood it, too, she lives with her grandmother and
1: her aunts, right? Because they're all cuz the the aunts say, you know, mother to the older lady there to her grandmother. No.
0: So I'm so those are all her aunts. No, actually. So those aren't her aunts. Those are people she lives in a boarding house, right? That her her uh, grandmother runs, by the way. Oh, so that's what it is. Her okay. grandmother runs a boarding house and everybody else. There's a like that's why there's like that uh, the so, Chico is an art college student. Right. Um, uh, the other... Gillian Anderson's character is, like, a doctor in training. So, they have all these right. other people, and it's... They're all female, though. So, it's all it's a boarding house for women, so... And mm-hmm. she just lives there, because uh, she has, you know... Her oh, mom sure, is I'll away. Who does come back and see her, though, by the end of the movie. Yeah, at the end. And, but her dad, obviously, died in World War Two. I want to say, or Korea. Korea. Something like that. Korea one. So... That's why. So
1: I do like speaking of her mom. So when they were trying to explore the the sense of her being a uh, being related to Shun, uh the question was posed of saying, you know, that about him bringing the baby and she she's you know, had faced to ask her mom, have you ever considered that are you sure that it was you know somebody else's baby and not his. Yeah, and and her response was like, you know, I never really thought about it that way. I just kind of assumed he was honest about it, and I'm like, yeah. what a way
0: to like go about that conversation. What an honorable way, right? Yeah, they're like, you know what, that might be okay. Yeah, <laughs> the Japanese have a better. And then she went the next better, day to clear it up, but ba- better I feeling overall. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Because in um, most cases, it'd be like, oh, my God, she could have cheated on <laughs> me. Who knows? Like, I know. Nope. They're trying to add a little bit of drama. I say for the most part, this movie, it, it keeps it... That That's really all that's it to it. I, I, even seeing it in theaters, I remember I enjoyed it. I don't think it's like... It's not one of those absolutely gotta-watch Ghibli films, but it's one of the better of the later ones, I'd say, if you agree with that. So Yeah, I definitely think it's better. And, and you know, I'll be honest,
1: we've, we've seen a lot of his films now, but... This is probably one of Goro's better films.
0: You know, oh, this is, this is this is his best. This is his best film.
1: Yeah, it's it's out of the. It three kind of works way better than done. his more fantastical ones. Yeah, he has although many, so. I
0: got a soft spot for *Tales of Mercy*, but it just it just didn't have enough time to spread its wings, as you know. And then *Earwig and the Witch* was terrible, though. So
1: *Earwig and the Witch* would have been better as an animated film and not a three D
0: film. Yeah, which we brought up earlier yep. this year, I believe. It should it should have been a two D film. It should have been 2D, and you know, so they don't need to touch 3D. I think that was like a... They almost set him up for, like, fucking, like, failure for this one. They're like, he's only yeah, the first one to do it. Good luck. I
1: think for him specifically, you know, if he wants to introduce 3D elements in general, it's okay to add parts of it into the film. You know, like, some of the set pieces and some of the, you know, like, moving trains and stuff like that. I think that's great that you can in, kind of uh, incorporate it. But to have a straight-up fully 3D film... Not gonna work out because this film, especially, you know, I pre- I really admired a lot of the animation for a film that's you know now ten years old. Just seeing everything's hand
0: drawn, everything's kind of just beautifully. Oh, illustrated it's really nice, especially the, yeah, it's beautiful. Just like the city, like at night too. Like there's a, I think there's a shot where they're on the bike and they're coming back up the hill, and then they kind of overlooks the city real quick, and yeah. it looks like really nice. That whole shot itself really works. And then, like, the, the boats in the background and everything. It, it's a really beautiful movie. I'll, I'll give it that much, too. So. I mean, just even Sachiko, you know, the art
1: college student, her piece of work that she did, that that art piece, <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought yeah. was really nice. I was like, this is a pretty She's good like, piece of out. art that she did.
0: I'd have been like, what the fuck are you doing?
1: I was going to say, what were your thoughts, you know, seeing this at home? Since I'm assuming the last time you really saw it was in theaters. I mean, did it... No, kind of I've seen... This is, or? like,
0: my third or fourth time seeing this. So oh, okay. I've okay. seen it at home. Uh, I... I always prefer watching things in theaters, of course, because I think it's yeah. a good experience. Especially uh, the music in this one is really good, soundtrack wise. Has some nice little throwbacks because it takes place as you as you know, nineteen sixty four. So it has some older little tracks in there, and um, no, it was still enjoyable. First time seeing it, I guess digitally. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, not a bad not a bad watch overall. I don't think it takes away from it too much. Like you said, there's no fantastical element to it all. It's it's a drama, pretty much a teen drama. So it's one of those kind of things uh what i was gonna say was how do you compare these to like other ghibli films would this rank up higher for you or it's about the mid mid mid-range or i i
1: mean it's not one of the stronger entries of the film as a whole it's just it's a a solid like kind of mid-tier one you know like i agree it's it's kind of like the best that studio ghibli does for a non-fantastical story element but it is missing a little bit of that magic that most of the films that a are a little, bit, little yeah. better bring on, yeah. you know, so that does take away from it. But from, from a, just a, a standard piece of Japanese animation, uh, that it, it's a really solid film and, and, you know, great quality from the Studio Ghibli from that sense.
0: That makes sense. Uh, so with that being said, what would you uh, rate from up on Poppy Hill? Uh, I gave it a three and a half stars. Nice. I also would give this a three and a half stars as well. So, yeah. Uh, i would re- i would still recommend it uh i still i mean if you're looking even just like for a goro miyazaki kind of thing like do you want to see like what his potential is like in you know <laughs> yeah. i wish he would have built upon this and done better obviously like this would be it this would be the one to be like hey look it shows that he can he almost reaches the heights of like a really great studio ghibli film but unfortunately this movie itself just kind of comes in a little bit under so it's like okay fuck but it, it just sucks that this next one was like earwig and the witch is like yikes you know so it's like and so long afterwards too like almost you know i'm sure we're going to film for eight years the... cause it's 3d so. well no i mean this is one of those movies too that was like they weren't sure if you know ghibli was going to be around anymore afterwards too so right. this is near the end of it already so uh with that being said let's move on now to our main review of eternals Five years ago, Thanos erased half of the population of the universe. But the people of this planet brought everyone back with a snap of a finger. The sudden return of the population provided the necessary energy for the emergence to begin.
2: How long do we have?
0: Seven days.
2: We're Eternals.
0: We came here 7,000 years ago...
2: ...to protect humans from the Deviants. Why didn't you guys help fight Thanos? Or any war, or all the other terrible things throughout history? We were instructed
0: not to interfere in any human conflicts unless deviants are involved.
2: By who? We need to find the others. I haven't seen some of them for centuries. Hi. Hello.
0: This is what the end of the world looks like we have front row seats you know what's never saved the planet your sarcasm
1: all right the Eternals
0: not currently the Eternals f- sir it's just Eternals oh Jesus you're right it
1: is Eternals because that's not confusing well on top of the confusing name it's also currently sitting at a 47% Rotten Tomato score the lowest scored modern Marvel film at this point so you know
0: MCU-wise,
1: That's yeah. Yeah, true. yeah. True, true. So, The Saga of the Eternals, a race of immortal beings who lived in Earth and shaped its history and civilizations. is directed by Chloe Zhao. She also directed No Man Lad and The Writer in 2017. Also written by her, she wrote also The Writer in Nomadland. And Patrick Burley. he wrote Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. As well as some additional writing credits from Ryan Fur- Ryan and Kaz Furpo. Of course, the mar- this... Uh, film is based on the Marvel Comics by Jack Kirby uh, and just released in theaters just last weekend, November 5th. We've got a full cast, uh, A-list cast, starring Gemma Chan as Cersei, Richard Madden as Icarus, Angelina Jolie as Athena, Salma Hayek as Ajak, Kit Harrington as Dane Whitman, Kumail Nanjiani as Kingo, Leah McHugh as Sprite, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos, Lauren Ridloff as Makari, Barry Kagan as Druig, Ma Dong Sik as Gilgesh, Harris Patel as Karun, and Bill Skarsgard as Crow. So let's just kinda get into it and see what our thoughts are about this film. Uh, Marco, what what did you think about the movie?
2: I mean sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh I guess this is phase four or five. I don't fucking know. Um
0: <laughs> It's Marvel.
2: Yeah. Forty seven percent. I think that's a little too extreme. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> the movie is not great. Um It's alright, man. I guess. You know. Uh I like that it tried to be different. There's that. I liked that it really revolved around mainly the gray area you know not necessarily like good versus evil type thing but um the execution and delivery i felt was a little flat i think that they tried to do a little too much and it hindered the movie like this probably easily could have been like maybe two or three movies maybe like gives i don't know give some breathing room to some of this shit you're talking about um, are you saying with the plot
1: on how much they were kind of trying to set up that it was just a lot in a 2 hour and a 30 plus minute movie
2: yeah it's a lot <laughs> and i i don't think that it was that part of it was executed well i think that uh, it's a little it's a little sloppy at times and there's a lot of jumps too definitely with the time jumps that probably didn't help it either but um Yeah, I mean, really, just wait for it to come out on Disney Plus, man. If you want,
1: what what did you see it in? Did you watch it in like IMAX or was it kind of just a standard
2: version? Uh, uh, because of all the mixed reviews I heard, I saw that shit in standard. But (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, they had Dolby surround sound. That's about it. But I saw it in standard. Plus, also uh, the IMAX and JBX Times around my area weren't that good, and I'm like, I can't make that fucking time. Fuck it. And I'm not going to try that hard for this fucking movie. Then I saw it was two and a half fucking hours long, and I'm like, <laughs> definitely not going to watch the 9 o'clock or the 9.30 show, so standard no, it is. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad I did, because I probably would have been a little upset spending a little too much on this movie. So midnight, you know, watching this. Yeah. um, and There was parts towards the end where I was struggling. I was like, man, am I, am I about to fucking fall asleep? So... <laughs> Uh, You know, I mean, some of the characters are enjoyable, but you know, I'll I'll get more into that later, I guess.
1: Okay.
2: Well, James, what about you? What were your thoughts in the film?
0: What were my thoughts on Eternals? Huh? I gotta say, nobody took a shit in a van in this one, so that's always a plus. (laughs) I was thinking, I was like, Marco's gonna be disappointed. No one's taking a shit in a bucket in a van (laughs) and at a truck stop.
2: (laughs) Fucking bathing nude in a river. I don't know.
0: It got close, though. It got close.
2: Yeah, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got
0: I was close. like, was she filming No Man Land? They say, everybody else, get out of the way now. We got to film that other fucking movie. So, like, the movie started out Um, for, I, I saw this in IMAX, by the way. I went with uh, Mikey, because we have passes or thing, so it costs, like, $6. I mean, why not? But it started out with, like, a fucking, like, four paragraphs, I think, like, of, like, d- like explaining some stuff. And I, I let out like an audible sigh as soon as I saw that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, dude, it was like, you know, sometimes you get some, you know, some writing and then, okay, it's like two lines where they're telling you about like a World War II movie. You'd be like, yeah, it's the Holocaust and Hitler's, you know, blasting through the forest and shit. But this one is like, okay, this is going on in a while. I was like, okay, holy fuck. I got to read this. Was it weird that by the end of the movie, I actually fucking liked this movie? You <laughs> know, I don't, I don't know if it was that weird. I, I agree, though. It's not perfect. It's I don't think I think the 47, like uh, Marco said, is pretty rough. I don't think it's that bad. Um, I still I actually think this is much better than Thor Dark uh, Elf or World or what the fuck it was called. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. So um, it's different. Thought, like they try
2: to do something different. And that's yeah, that's, what's, that's what is intriguing about the movie.
0: They do, and, and I mean, I like the way it was shot. I liked a lot of the characters. Don't get me wrong. There's a couple that are really fucking annoying, and I was like, okay, I don't really like this person. And I think there was like <laughs> a who. subplot with, uh, yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> uh, there, <laughs> I fucking called it too. I was like, oh, I bet this. Uh, there's a subplot with like, uh, what are they called? Uh, the the dis- Deviants. Deviants. There's a subplot the Deviants I thought was like really dumb. I was like, why, do, why is this part of the movie? but um no payoff yeah which is like is that guy like something is that martian manhunter so um (laughs) basically i don't know for the most part i actually like enjoyed it it does run too long but i mean once again you have like 12 fucking new characters so it's like hey i get it um but i actually ended up like finding some enjoyment in this i once again not perfect but, as you guys know, I'm pretty burned out on these movies. So, I think, like just like Marco said, because they tried something different, maybe that's why I liked it a lot more. Because it was more so, like... I feel like somebody that's not into Marvel films could probably like this and probably enjoy it, probably, to be true. So.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, I think that's what was good about this film. If it was just another kind of action, smash, superhero kind of thing, we'd probably get just burned out of it again. Although, Shang-Chi... Was uh, a really good change of pace from even like a, at least in my opinion, from like a diversity standpoint and just seeing a different side of it. Yeah, the, it was still a bit of a that added fatigue um, of those kind of movies and and this was different, but it is a lot of different characters that they had to introduce um, on top of just the new kind of concept of, you know, the the greater definition of what a celestial is and and kind of going into that. But I do feel that this is much more character-driven film so there wasn't that much action there was a couple action scenes um little bits here and there like marco was talking about in the flashbacks that they had um and then kind of that kind of an action scene at the end a little bit (laughs) there were things going on there yeah so so i mean there was that but a lot of it was just kind of building on the relationships and i did enjoy that i think for that standpoint chloe Zhao did a really good job of giving everybody enough time to breathe, for the most part. There's a couple of characters we didn't get a chance to really flesh out as much as we like. Um, I also think that Kamel Nanjiani did not have any need to get ripped the way he did. But, you know, good for him. <laughs> they didn't
0: really use him. I mean, bro, right. they pained you to do it and fucking...
1: <laughs> yeah. I guess, man.
0: He's like, I can do it now.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the plot is... is, is it makes sense, I suppose, to an extent
2: of what they're, what they're trying to accomplish, but... The, it's interesting it's, right it's an yeah, interesting it's plot because uh again it deals in the grays and that's that's where i was kind of intrigued i'm like oh this is kind of this is kind of cool because you know it's like you have one decision and then you have another and each one has a separate consequence one might be good one might be bad but you never know it depends on your point of view and um the, yeah, the, they kind of like, went
1: Star Wars with it, right? From a different point of view, kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. It was like
2: it. it was very cosmic too. It put everything like it kind of zoomed everything out in the MCU. You know, it wasn't just sort of sort of centralized. Well, and to a point, it was centralized at Earth, but you know, it it, it affected the vast universe. Not it just, was the bigger uh, picture, right? Yeah, Which exactly. Which is kind of what uh so. Salma
1: character Ajak was. Was trying to portray is that we're looking at the big. Was picture that
2: what she was, that. was trying to say? I need subtitles when she was talking. <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. I was like, I ain't gonna <laughs> touch that one. That's your people, Marco. So you tell me. <laughs> I was
2: just kidding, dude. No, I'm she's just, like, you crazy? We going to bring to the celestial? Like, you want to so come what? in and have some tortillitas, man? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Whoa. it's okay, niñas and niños, come in. <laughs> I was like, well, they already have her riding a horse. Might as well just go all the way. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, she's in the Dakotas, huh? Okay. No Manland like, reference again? I was like, man, y'all y'all seen too many Latinos in the city riding horses, I see. Okay. Um <laughs> I I know I've seen it. Uh I don't know how to ride a horse, but whatever. I would say <laughs> I I do want to bring up on one thing too. I, I like I guess is the main character, right? Is that it?
0: She she is. I think mm. Icarus is also the. I think the two of them because it is focused around. Well, pseudo focused around their relationship. I would say for the most part, I don't think she was exactly the strongest main character. because no, like I don't think so either. I, the no. group as a whole is kind of like in in regards like that's what you're going to go for. But I mean, Gemma Gemma Chan is. I think she was great, but like there's. Just, I just it wasn't the payoff that I wanted by the end. I guess it's just I kinda, agree. Everything just kind of happens.
2: I I don't know if it. I don't know if it has to do with the experience or what, but I felt like Angelina Jolie or Salma Hayek with their, with their scenes with what they had in their screen time, I felt like had a, like I don't know, a stronger performance. Oh, uh, I have oh, to say,
0: see, for me, I I, I disagree with that. I think uh,
2: Angelina Angelina Jolie was underused in this movie. She was, and which is weird that I still feel like oh, a stronger. I felt like her, I guess her character was. Like I I guess stronger than Gemma Chan's Cersei, I guess.
1: I kinda agree with you, Marco, in that sense of about Angelina Jolie as a whole. Like I don't necessarily know about her I feel that her character got everything that we wanted, you know, they were trying to portray as far as the depth, but just you could see the cal- at least in my opinion, I felt like I could see the difference in caliber of acting. Like everybody's really great. You know, you can't especially like, you know, Gemma Chan and Brian Tyree Henry are they are really good actors But, you know, Angelina Jolie just kind of took that to a different level. You could see, or at least I felt the difference. Could you tell on the
0: uh, the burnt copy you were watching
2: on your phone, Nabil? (laughs) I could, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You could, yeah, you could tell there was conflict in her. And Cersei herself was supposed to be faced with conflict because she was taking on a leadership mantle and, and knowing the truth about
0: but it's it's so fucking it's so fucking like near the end like i can't do this and later like we have to do this like exactly like and
2: and then that's what i feel like her her conflict her inner conflict i felt wasn't um it wasn't emphasized as much
0: can can we just bring up the fact though that sprite was the most annoying character in this movie yes yeah but i kind of
1: felt for her too though i mean i get it you're stuck as a kid forever I hated, <laughs>
0: it I hated it i fucking hated every i even called this shit i told marco i said i guarantee the little girls gonna be fucking annoying the whole fucking movie yeah you, 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 you
1: didn't appreciate the tinkerbell reference of peter pan nope. and wendy I mean, the bitch, and the bitch looked
0: just like peter pan too i was like yeah, I mean, that's I kinda know. Weird. and then i mean when, we're going to spoilers obviously, yeah but, when you know. yeah when
2: something happened in the movie i was like well fuck i saw that coming also can we just say that uh Barry Keegan as Druig was, like, the best character. I loved him the most. Okay. You know, I
1: didn't like him at first, but got, uh, he started growing on me.
2: I
0: fucking yeah. agree. Dude, it's weird because Barry Keegan has that face, looks like someone farted in the room every yeah, time, right? Right. <laughs> I, like, hey, who who's shitting here? And he's always a creep in every fucking movie he's, he's yeah. in, right?
2: But, man, he was so good in this, and I was just like, he, he just called shit like how it was. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I really feeling this dude right now? I liked Maybe his it's cuz I went through some shit before too. I saw this movie. I don't know. Yeah, but I was, was really good. feeling it with him and I was like, I'm I'm team it, Droog right now.
0: Dude, I liked his uh, uh his little uh kind of love thing with Makari, too. I thought that worked yeah. out really well. I was yep. like kind of stronger love than the Cersei and Chris shit going on, just to, you know. Right? No offense to everybody, but I mean, I I gotta give it to Richard Madden, though. The Superman vibes were heavy, and it it was pretty dope. I won't lie. I liked all
2: his scenes. Oh, he... Yeah. 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 And then Chloe Zhao
0: said she took inspiration from the Zack Snyder Superman. Uh, It's very apparent. Yeah. Yeah. He he was, I mean,
1: he, he was basically everything but the name, and they even referenced Superman in the
0: film, like is that, that weird that they reference is. that DC, like, exists in the MCU? Yeah. I mean, Can,
2: Kingo also, uh, <laughs> I just want to say. <laughs> Karun, bro. <laughs> what are he was, you talking about? He was, a fucking, <laughs> he was a fucking Bollywood actor for generations. Jesus yeah, generations. Christ. Yeah. But you know what? I
0: like that, too. It's like if you're Me stuck too. in a place for thousands of years, like, you probably get really bored. So, like, he took, like, full yeah. advantage of it. So he's living as though, like, a... Uh, he's his own son his own and legacy. shit. It's so yeah. funny. I actually like that scene where he goes to the posters cuz it's
2: just like subtle
0: differences <laughs> right? in <the> people. <laughs> like this guy had a beard, this guy has a mustache. So it's like,
2: oh. You got you okay. got to give credit to the movie. The representation is is pretty solid in it. there's there's plenty of representation in in there even True, um, no, that's very true. Yeah, like I don't know if it's a spoiler or not. I, I guess I'll wait for spoilers to say it, but um for for one character specifically, um It was cool. Maybe maybe it was a little forced, but it it worked for the plot and um, specifically with Fastos, but I think it worked and it added more depth to the characters and I like that. It made them seem, I guess, more grounded in that way. So I'll give the movie lots of credit there.
1: Well, let's talk about that a little bit. It's it's a little spoiler for people who maybe if they really want to go and blind. I think it's all over the internet. It's though. not. It's already kind of out of there. Exactly. You know, uh, Sofastos. You know, he's a, he's a gay character and he's he's got a husband and he's got a kid and they show a gay couple kissing. they you know, him and his husband. Um, I thought that was pretty progressive of Disney, especially you know maybe not especially progressive, since last Disney. time they did
2: it. It was just sort of yeah. off to the side at the end of a movie. Like it exactly. was like, oh, here you go.
0: I'm talking <laughs> Star Wars.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I mean, the fuck I'm talking about.
0: We don't we don't recognize those movies here anymore, sir. <laughs> you keep that shit to
2: yourself. I will say he was uh, also yeah. another character that was kind of underutilized. Um, I, I one mean, his thing special that power was technology. <laughs> he, yeah. yeah, well, he would yeah, inspire yeah. technology. Yeah. But the the one thing is when they try to make you kind of like feel for for all the the stuff that he's guilty for, like the whole like Hiroshima thing. I felt they could have done that a little better like me maybe too. more build up it's just yeah, sort of like oh it happened and it's like it's a very emotional moment because he's there like feeling guilty that he inspired the technology for the like the atom bomb and, and how much destruction it brought but there's it, it doesn't pay off because there's no build up to it is and that what someone
0: that- Hayek was saying sorry <laughs> <laughs> she like you need to get out of here now. It's getting great. The radiation coming in. I was like, oh shit. They gotta get come out on, of here. Come on, get
2: on, get on my caballo. Come on. She like, come on. She's on her fucking horse. <laughs> Sorry, it was just random. She was on a fucking horse. I mean, she was in the, in,
0: Dakota, the Dakota. She's she's rancher, in the Dakotas, sir. She's in the Dakotas. I don't remember oh, who was north or south, so I don't. I just let well, not character and she's
2: on a horse. South. Okay.
0: Well, I yeah, mean, I think. Kingo was a Bollywood actor. So I
1: mean, you know. oh. <laughs> he was. Yeah, they kind of kept that on the nose too. I I will say that that did bother me a little bit that they kind of used that scene to try to uh, you know the Hiroshima scene and and tried to illustrate the destruction that it kind of put on screen. It's like it's it's depicting something that I feel like you didn't really need to depict. Um, it's hard enough, and I know films do this all the time, but. It coupled with the fact that they didn't really build up enough to it to give you that emotion for you know the weight of that situation and they were going through history and showing other battles and things that have happened as well and I don't know I just felt like that maybe was a bit much to add at a scene like that it, because it wasn't really you know, fair for representation of what was what happened to that and trying to kind of put a weight on it and still not being able like there's no way she was going to be able to deliver in a, in a PG-13 Marvel film um, what that scene's so impact that was really gonna yeah. be. Yeah. yeah, so I felt like they could have just done something else in a different way without having necessarily to show them in you know the aftermath of, of that bombing. So I don't know what well, there's moving from from fastos that of course there's also marvels I'd like to say first and in my opinion, I wasn't expecting it. I'm sure it was rumored somewhere, but I just hadn't seen that the first like real sexy. And it was very intimate. And I felt a little uncomfortable. (laughs) Maybe because it was a Marvel
0: film or not. But they got. (laughs) I've got to question a lot of things. Because I was like, this is a sex scene? Question mark, (laughs) Andrew. It's a
1: tasteful one, James. It's very romantic and intimate. And there's sand everywhere, which is what I kept thinking in my head was Star Wars. It's like sand. Sand.
0: I hate hate it. it. It's everywhere. (laughs) It's coarse and rough.
1: So what did you guys think about the Disney kind of, or I guess Chloe,
0: her, um, you know, I mean, they've always in, in had like stuff. implied stuff, like with the, especially yeah. the first Iron Man and shit. So like, I don't know. But it's no, always like a wink and a nod and a cutaway. I cut mean, this and, this and even the couple kiss, like, it's like, what, it's just like, okay, we're just moving on. Let's just keep going. It shouldn't be a big deal. But I mean, I guess it's a big deal, but I didn't think it was a big deal. Did
1: you, did you care, Marco? He's
2: like, yeah, it's great. Move on. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess it's it's a little surprising at how far it went because it's like, okay, is the scene gonna is it gonna end? Because you know uh, there were a couple uh, strokes he was putting in over there too. Hey, hey, there. hey! Uh. He's a one-two pump chub. Okay, relax. <laughs> I was like, uh there's mm, there's there's kids in this theater, guys. Yeah. Might wanna <laughs> might wanna, wanna cut this scene a little place. short. Just saying.
1: Yeah, it was it was definitely bold You know, with a director like Chloe Zhao, I think that's. There's only so many people that are willing to take a kind of risk like that on any kind of film, and they gave her that creative freedom, and that's great. And the film is very diverse. So I mean, you know, that kind of adds they were like, to we're that.
0: either this doing this fun. or we're showing someone taking a shit in a bucket. Choose a scene. <laughs> so <laughs> and make Chloe's a choice. Like, well, I already did that on my last one, so I guess we're just going to do this now.
1: Now, yeah. and <laughs> speaking of shots, uh, what what did you guys think about the effects as a whole? Uh, James, I don't know if I asked. I'm assuming you saw this in IMAX um, or something. Yeah, yeah, I said I on saw it a train. In IMAX. Yeah. yeah, what what did you think as far as like the effects from that perspective was was it better was it kind of on par with what we would expect from this uh, from Marvel?
0: Uh I mean it's about the same. I mean sometimes it's hit or miss. I, th- I I didn't think the deviants looked the greatest in the beginning for some reason, but later on they look better. Like in the when they go to Brazil to that the uh, yeah, I got more detailed. Yeah. It seemed like they got that better looking. Really and then I liked the way that the Celestials looked a lot. Those looked really cool. I I I actually really liked the whole. Uh, cosmic kind of shit going on in this movie. I really, really like that. I found that more interesting as a whole. And I'm normally not into that, that too. Of- but I was like, right. what are these things? Mm-hmm. So
2: I, I agree there. That part was really cool. I like how f- fucking enormous they showed them They're too. They're huge. Yeah, this, this scale was just fucking great. I was like, man that guy is, he is fucking huge.
0: He has like damage and shit. I'm like, what, yeah. what is this thing? What?
2: Who fought you? <laughs> who hurt you? Right?
0: Was this the Silver Surfer? What's going on? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and I think the cinematography as well is really. I, I would mean, say that that's has a really the standout
0: shot. is the cinematography. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of beautiful shots in this movie. True. Yep, definitely.
1: All right, so let's talk about our ratings on the film before we go into spoiler section. Uh, Marco, what what did you give this film, and would
2: you recommend it? Well, um, I I'll give it two and a half stars, man. It's um it's enjoyable. It's not necessary to watch right Like I right mean, away. maybe.
0: Fuck yeah. That's what I mean, too. Like, yeah.
2: maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think... I mean, if you're a slave to Marvel, yeah, go watch it. If you want to watch a Marvel movie that's a little different, that's not just the same cookie-cutter plot line that all the other previous movies have been, then, yeah, check it out. It, it, it's It's not... It's not perfect, you know. It's 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 a bit of a mess, but it's interesting. It does have its good it. It's got its good parts to it. So
0: okay, fair. What about you, James? What were your your reading on this? Uh, for this one, I would actually give it three and a half stars. Just uh, I don't think it's necessary to see it too. I mean, more than likely you'll be more comfortable, but sitting in your house. But I I I do think this is one of those movies where like put the cell phone away. Like you 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 know, I think this is one of those kind of movies that. It does. It's pretty. Like everyone's been saying, it's very dense. It throws a lot of shit at you. So, like, it won't be for everybody. So, yeah, I'm I'm
1: right there with you, James. I gave it three and a half stars as well. I think that this is a film you do need to pay attention to. It's a lot of new lore, new world building that they're doing. I know we've been getting a lot of the multiverse stuff on the on the Marvel shows, but this is taking us to a different level in like the whole uh, Celestials and and just kind of being in space. And so. A lot that gets thrown at you, you kind of have to just be able to, to be invested with and, and pay attention to throughout the movie. So, And it's a long movie, so it's a hard to be, watch to keep up with, but it's, it's a different, interesting and different. Alright, so uh, we're going to go to the spoilers section here in just a moment and go into a little bit more detail about some of the other aspects of the film. If you haven't seen the movie yet, you want to uh, skip ahead just a little bit, you can hear our outro and hear what we're going to be watching and re- reviewing next, otherwise. Stick with us for just a couple, and uh, we'll get right into the spoiler section.
2: Why didn't you guys help fight Thanos?
1: All right, so straight into it, there was a big final battle with the celestial uh, being born.
2: It was a seed.
1: It's just yeah, the seed, I guess, being kind of born <laughs> from the from the <laughs> earth, yeah. and it was going to destroy being. it and envelop everybody. And like, what did you guys think about? that that whole battle and do you kind of like the resolution it kind of had with how they kind of stopped it i guess stopped it paused it i don't know if they kind of permanently stopped the celestial from being born
0: i mean i think she turned into like fucking granite right like <laughs> kind of right and it's just <laughs> kind of sticking out in earth now <laughs> it's kind of a cool shot i like that shot a lot by the way uh i like how it ended i like how um you know we're getting into a fucking spoilers here with icarus is like They kind of hint at it, like, earlier, like, uh, who who brings it up? Or, like, uh, it's the... Oh, Angelina Jolie's character. About, like, uh, why does uh, Gilgamesh, like, protect her? It's because, like, uh, to protect something that you love is the most natural thing in the world. And I think, like, Icarus goes down there and he just cannot kill Cersei or hurt her. So he just... Yeah. And he, you know, everybody just joins up and, like, fuck it. And they do, like, a a mind meld or some shit, so... He wasn't gonna kill her,
1: so he's like, I got no choice. I like that scene a
0: lot, by the way, for, I gotta give the acting chops to Richard Madden, like, that scene, like, you can see, like, the hurt in his whole fucking self, man. Yeah. It's it's pretty touching, man, I gotta say, like, I... He's a really good actor. That guy's a Yeah, I'm gonna, (laughs) I was just saying that, that guy's a fucking great actor, dude. So, I was like, damn,
2: this guy could've been Superman. Right? He still can be. Yeah. yeah. True. Jesus. True. 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 No, he should be in more stuff. Obviously, like he's 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 got talent, and uh I agree. I I kind of I I liked just how different the ending was. I like. I, I mean, who if that celestial being there? I mean, that's permanent. It's going to be in fucking Earth forever. I mean, that that fucking statue is going to be sticking out of the goddamn Earth. You that's know, what forever. I mean.
0: They better make some fucking references to this. Unless yeah, Spider-Man wipes
2: it from. Just going to randomly see
1: somebody flying out over there. Uh, and just visiting it and saying, oh, that's weird. I wonder why that's
0: there. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't fucking worry about it.
1: What, did you guys f- understand? Like, did you agree with his, his belief, Icarus, and the reason he betrayed them? And obviously Sprite, sprite joining him as well. Like, did you? I know sprite. Yeah, I you, fucking uh, hated
0: every second she was on the screen. So I don't really know, man. Did <laughs> she stab Cersei and then they're cool through at the end? I was like, uh, kill I know, this bitch? No, that was kind of weird. I mean, I guess the I new... I'm I knew sorry, she go was going to leave with uh, Icarus. I was like, I called it. Oh, my God, dude. I I, I could call that from the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking annoying ass bitch. So, no, I was just like, okay, I guess. But, I mean, I guess the reason why they forgive him is because they've known each other for, like, 7,000 years. So, I'm like, oh, I, I Yeah, kind of okay. easy to forgive, right? Uh, yeah, I was like, all right, I guess. I'll, I'll let him fucking take that one.
1: Well, I, you know, and about that, I actually liked how they... Um, kind of what you were saying early on Marco about everybody has their own different viewpoints and mm-hmm. this this was obviously the epitome of it at the end about where they kind of chose sides and what they wanted to do um, after knowing the true information about what their purpose is and um, you know what's going to happen to the planet once a Celestial is born and so it's like they all drew lines everybody went the way they wanted to go and then we had Kingo who just said I agree with uh, I agree with Icarus but I don't agree enough to want to fight you guys to the death, so I'm just going to bounce. <laughs> so yeah,
2: like, it, I mean, it, it, it gave everyone, you know, different point of view, and it's it's true. true. There are different decisions, and that it makes it different where it's not just yes or no. It's like, well, yeah, you know, I agree, but I'm, I'm stepping out, you know? Because C- and- Kingo had so much loyalty
0: to Icarus. That's why he kept calling yeah, him boss. Yeah, he and admired him. him. Yeah, and at
2: first him. I was kind of I kept
0: thinking he was going to show up at the end. Did you guys think so too? Like he's going to save someone or like? Yeah, but I'm right. actually glad he didn't. I was like, he didn't show up like for the battle, the battle part. Obviously, he shows up at the end, but I mean, mm-hmm. for the battle, he didn't show up. I'm like, he actually stuck to his guns and like, no, I can't do this. I'm like, okay, I mean, I kind of got to respect that.
2: So yeah, he was like, well, I'll just wait to see who the winner is. <laughs> Basically, I'm like smart, pretty much. Smart but- move. But yeah, it's it, again dealing with the gray areas because, you know, obviously a celestial is born and yeah, it destroys the planet, but they also birth light, billions, billions of other of lives, lives and stuff. Yeah. And and dealing with with those, you know, moral dis- decisions and dilemmas like which is right and which is wrong, you know? So it, it's it I, I kind of like that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know,
1: speaking of which is right and which is wrong, you know, one of the things that Icarus did do, which was, I think, pretty egregious, but people seem to still be kind of okay with it. I don't know. Is is that he essentially killed Ajax uh, and set the, that set everything up into motion because she wanted to get everybody together to stop? Uh, yeah, find a way. He to thought stop he was doing the right the thing, basically. Yeah, right. Um, but and they kind of just you know they were upset with Icarus, but I mean, did you what did you think about her death and kind of his betrayal in that sense?
0: I, I couldn't understand what she was saying, so most of the time I was like, <laughs> "I'm just." <kidding. laughs> she's like, "Do you bring me up to Alaska?" I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> what is?" I was like, "What is she doing up there?" I'm not. I'm a little confused. I thought that was a touching scene too, where she like, it was. It's like emotional. she almost forgives him at the end. Like I fucked up. She's like, "This is on me." And then he fucking pushes her into the fucking like. Here's the kind of just felt like she
1: deserved it. Yeah,
0: she's not really like a fighter like the other one. She's a healer and shit. So yeah. mm-hmm. And it kind of sets it up, and uh, I like that whole little, like,
2: betrayal. I was like,
0: oh, I kind of like this, man. So, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, I saw it coming, but it was still cool to kind of see it play out and, and see I, the I agree, reasoning yeah. why, you know, the the betrayal happened, and understanding both points of views. Like, he's like, this is what they're, you know, because, I mean, this it's what revealed we're to,
0: to... Yeah, this is our purpose.
2: Yeah, it's our purpose. It's what they're programmed to do, literally. And so to him, like James was saying, he's, he's doing the right thing according to him and she's doing the right thing according to her. It's all, you know, per- perspective and point of view. Cause yeah, on one end life is ending on a planet, but on another it's, if you don't let it happen, it's going to prevent life to flourish on other planets and other galaxies and shit. So. Right. Well, and what about
1: uh, Gilgamesh's death and him kind of sacrificing himself because of, um, Thera and, or Athena and, you know, her state of mind I um, kind of wish we got I more gilgamesh i'm not gonna lie yeah he seemed like a badass kind of character i nice. liked his
0: punching shit that was tight and i was like dang <laughs> that was pretty what cool beast.
2: that was a uh, pretty rough though for him to you know just fight to like the very last breath to protect her and stuff like I thought yeah that he was got beasted cool. though i was like yeah he
1: did pretty bad too
2: yeah, those deaths
1: from the to the, the deviant, the, the I guess the alpha deviant. I'm not really sure what he was. It supposed sucks to hear. the juice
0: out of you in the bill.
1: Yeah, it was pretty intense, so pretty creepy. Like even like when he had Athena uh, and he was about to kind of absorb her power as well. It was, and she you know became a badass and st- cut his neck o- head off um i thought that, that was you know every time you kind of see him and he's battling one of them it was pretty intense i know we don't talk a lot about the deviants because there really isn't much to talk to them about except yeah. for they're basically the um eternals
0: it's uh, weird like uh, bill scars guard not- i guess. Who's you know getting kind of famous for doing fucking like you know he was uh, the clown it and yeah. shit. He's becoming Andy Circus basically. Like, yeah. yeah, basically. Like, <laughs> they're like, we just need someone that can do some weird voice and some weird walking around and shit. They're
2: like, they I just they just the cast him as the new uh, Silver Surfer. Just watch. Yeah, <laughs> just shows up, yeah. right,
1: and what about Icarus? At the very end, he basically lives up to his namesake and flies too close to the sun. <laughs> but we don't actually know if he he actually falls into the sun or what happens there. I mean, what do you think? Do you think he actually does die? I think die, he dies,
0: or? but, like, I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't. Like, he's just like, I just yeah. went there. And-
1: he just stops. To- he's like Superman. He's just trying to recharge, you know, with the sun, trying to get close. Got a little too close, <laughs> though. I was like, what are you doing here?" Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he's, I think he dies. He'll show up he, in Morbius he, or something. He, yeah, he had to uh, repent for everything he did, and that's, you know, that's the only way that uh, it would be okay that he killed. You know, Dude, Edak. the scene of him when she looks back at him and he's just
0: crying. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I was like, "Damn, he's good in this movie." <laughs> he's I, he's literally crying because uh, he's just like, I like, I killed my own friends and shit, you know, and family. Yeah. I was like, "Damn, dude." I was like, "I yeah, gotta watch that. Did, body, I gotta he, watch that bodyguard show or some right. shit."
2: Dude, it's actually uh, pretty yeah. good. You he's guys have really both told that. me. I was like, "Fuck, yeah." Definitely so. check it out.
1: Well, speaking of uh, one of the uh, Game of Thrones characters, we did have Kit Harington in the film briefly. He uh, was revealed to be Dane Whitman at the end. Um, which I think, and I don't know much about this character, but I believe the character ends up being no black, black Knight. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, I thought
0: it was just boyfriend number two.
1: <laughs> kind of. <laughs> just in in the beginning, and at the end. As you don't get a lot of time with him. Um, were you guys, Marco, I mean, I don't know. Do you know much about the Black Knight or, or Kit haring character as Dane Whitman?
2: I knew nothing about him. So, No. I actually, I'll admit, I had to look it up online. I was like, oh, okay, the Black Knight. All right. Now I see it. Yeah, they're really reaching for some of these older uh, They characters. They are, and there's a lot of speculation on who that voice is at the end. Whether Who do you guys the, think it is? I think, I think it's, it was I think it's Blade. Blade. Yeah, yeah, dead. it sounds like some Marshall, pe- Marshall Ali. People think it's either Blade or The Watcher. Watcher. No, that's not. But I think the it's Watcher, Blade. It's got to no. be Blade. I think he wouldn't, he Blade, wouldn't yeah. interfere. Ali. He just watches. What if it's Sam Jackson? Some motherfucker. You don't pick <laughs> <It's>, it up. <laughs> it's fucking uh, Nick Fury. <laughs>
0: yeah, you gonna pick that shit up, bitch? He's the around. Excuse me, what the? Dude, I thought he was gonna be the movie a lot more. By the way, I was like, what the yeah. fuck? He it was barely like, he had to be he be had like five it. minutes of fucking. He only has time. one line.
2: How come we didn't stop Thanos? I'm like, oh, oh yeah, no, action, no, I love
0: how way. they say it about fucking uh, Mr. Sunday movie. They said Thanos. Why wouldn't you do for see?
2: Thanos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> Again, fucking up everybody on how to say that name. they Thanos. <laughs> They're like, yeah, like how we weren't how supposed to. I we weren't it?
0: supposed to interfere. I'm like, thanks for not being around for the Holocaust.
1: Fuck, <laughs> right? Like a lot of fucking people
0: died. Bitch. <laughs> Could have stopped that. Okay. What about the uh,
1: post? Well, first there was that mid-credit scene that they showed. Um, yeah. Of the characters kind of being taken by the Celestial, what did you guys think about that? What do you think that they're being um, scorned? I don't think they're necessarily being. They, they. He kind of signed off on saying, "You sacrifice Celestial, so we'll let this planet live." But
0: yeah, but then he takes them because he's like, "I, I got to look through your mind to verify, like, if this was." He's like, "I got,
2: I got to check out the receipts and see what's up." <laughs> Basically. Basically, obviously, it's faulty here. I got to yeah. figure out what's going on here.
1: <laughs> what did you guys think at the very end with the post-credit scene? I guess that's the Dane Whitman character. Well,
0: saying. no, the post uh mid credit scene first is uh, Harry Styles showing up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <clears throat> I forgot about Harry Styles. Yeah. Just kind yeah of which was already up. ruined. He, like, I don't remember time. what well, character uh, he was playing again. He was Thanos' uh, brother, right? So he might Th- be, Thanos' yeah.
1: brother? Yeah, but I don't yeah. really know much Bro? about that
0: character. I don't know anything about him. He's Star Fox, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, once Somewhere. again, I have no idea. He looks. I guess star-y. we'll find out. He looks very handsome. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> he is i was like huh glad
1: to see you in this movie
0: i gotta Close say though to the fucking Patton oswalt troll or whatever the fuck that was was like terrible he was CG. funny <laughs> yeah terrible funny CG. yeah it was. i was like what the fuck is wrong with this guy
1: it was a last minute throw and like we got to do something we can't polish it just just throw it in. it's
2: fine apparently yeah he drank some ale or something that turned him into like a troll so okay. that's what happened to him we're getting wild now yeah but then the really post credit scene you're talking world. about is where Dane is looking at the sword, and then the possible right.
0: blade came out. Blade becomes yeah. some black man
2: Just real quick, I thought it was kind of cool that, and it's speculation, but still, it's bringing up the idea that did Thanos know what the, the Celestials were doing, and that's really also why he wanted to do the snap, like because it I would slow down them. the I development do and everything, and that's why he wanted stuff to be irreversible and stuff. And that was really like the thing that was going to kill like his planet because like, you know, maybe his planet was chosen for a celestial to be born or whatever. So who knows? They could retcon shit or, or not. I don't know. But I thought that I was like interesting.
0: Thanos himself is possibly an internal. He's a Titan. Too, or so titan he's kind of like just step he's, down. He has, from yeah, the he switches. has
2: deviant blood in him in like the comics or something. So he's, so that's like, why he's purple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why he's, yeah. That's why he looks different.
0: He's not related to like two from McDonald's.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Grimace. Grimace, yeah. He's Grimace, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But, uh, but yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool and would be really interesting if they find out like he knew and that was the whole purpose and it just adds more, you know, points of view more in that gray area, you know, so. All right, everybody. That is the end of the podcast. Podcast number 111. That is our review of Eternals. Marco, let them know how they can reach us here. You can check us out in this universe or the multiverse at, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalspod. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio, smash that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome and we hope you stick around. Rate us, review us, share us, getting a lot of uh likes, a lot of followers on the uh instagram so keep it going we really appreciate it i don't know if it's because they fixed the algorithm or what but uh we appreciate you guys yeah, it's looking
0: pretty solid uh tune in next time guys for our
2: uh, podcast number 112 we're going to be
0: reviewing the new ghostbusters film ghostbusters afterlife so until then this is james and marco and Nabil. have a great day